Good afternoon everyone, I'm Falguni and you're watching Candida Ciceroni Live, one of the unique talk shows that runs on our platform where we talk about a lot of fashion and lifestyle personalities, know their challenges, their struggles, their journey to inspire you. Talking about dreams, um, 2020 has been really, really fantastic in terms of fashion. You know, we have been embracing a lot of quirks from the past decades, whether it was sequins from 70s or fringes from the 20s or probably the athleisure from the 90s, we've been embracing it all without fashion police actually policing us. And so to talk about all of such quirky sensibilities, we have with us today Nimisha, Creative Director of Hade. Welcome to the show, Nimish. Thank you, Falguni. We're so excited with the whole new collection that you've launched. Thank you. It was a lot of hard work. I'm sure. <laughs> so we start with the interview with that first question. Like, um, 90s probably was an inspiration for you for the current collection that has been launched. So what about 90s that kind of lured you to kind of make the theme for it? And how did you go about the process? So I think when we started the whole collection, uh, there was there was a lot of looking back and uh, sort of seeing what what sort of emotional touch points what what excites people without making it into kitsch object or making it into uh, an uber aspiration because for Bhane our positioning was supposed to be premium but accessible for everyone uh, 90s happened to be I don't know how we landed into the 90s but it was it was one of my favorite sort of decades in terms of boldness of fashion it was not glum there is a fatigue now with the whole sort of, uh, you know, everything being uh, one size and ill-fitting and it's just like, there's no excuse, like fashion is supposed to be a lot lot more about having fun, sure. uh, about uh, sort of enjoying body and, you know, taking taking risks. Uh, yeah. uh, not everybody is 45, like, you know, so it, it's, it's like we, we wanted to do, yeah. open up the whole age demographic right. and make it relevant for somebody in their 45s, at the same time not, not boring for somebody young. Uh, 90s was pretty much like you know I grew up in the 90s and a 90s kid so the whole sort of you know moving from uh, from what is it what was it called satellite television cable yeah, TVs cable into all of a sudden we all transformed into the set-top box and being MTV able to generation yeah yeah and like you know and then just being able to record things and all these fast phones so I remember like you know having to share a mobile phone when going to college and so it was all uh, it was all part of like growing up and it was all a very pleasant time because it was just so sort of a uh, combination of naivety and innocence and all of that sort of package well with with a lot of quirk and and uh, you know being naughty and and still sort of uh, not not being conservative but not being overly out there either but nostalgia is always beautiful in the hindsight exactly yeah yeah, yeah. of course we'll be nostalgic <laughs> about about 2020 in like you know yeah. 10 years time yeah. of course uh, but going back to the whole 90s, you know, I, I went to a convent school, so a lot of my inspirations are sort of, you know, Catholic and, uh, you know, church-going lady, which, which is what I say all the time, like this nonchalant boy. Uh, the references were like, you know, from, from school to teachers who would dress up beautifully and spray this cheap perfume, which, which kind of is a great memory of like, you know, those duplicate poison by Dior, like we were everywhere in the market. Yeah. And like, I remember school teachers taking that effort, you know, the whole 
whole sort of uh, that pre-finishing school finishing kind of thing it was just a matter of prestige and pride and you know and I know better than you kind of thing yeah and they would dress exactly like that so there'll be little midi dresses you know with long sling purses yes and uh, you know that you, do you guys remember that Nivea cream oh, like the tin yeah the tin tin can yes. it's, it's such yes. a strong sort of you know uh, and they've not changed you get it even now and yes. and I remember the smell it, it's not the I most still have the yeah it's not the most convenient cream it's the most aesthetically well done product yeah. it, it's like it doesn't spread right like I'm not impressed with the product yeah. but the story is is epic and all the storytelling because they only had that much time to talk about themselves sure. whether it was a cinema ad or whether it was a print ad a print ad would be exhaustive descriptions and not just one like sexual photo long copies long copies for a print ad I'm like who's reading this much but people people were, there was, were there was a time for it yeah it was it was more like not an advertorial it was more like uh, um, editorial take on the whole whole sort of thing Art, and yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it was there was very very it was very elite yeah and now everything is sort of you know diffused and and through smartphones uh, like the communications are bubbling up instead of like you know trickling down sure uh, so so a lot has gone so 90s for me is is a great uh, sort of memory uh, and and it, it always helps uh, going back into for creative references uh, and and there are lots of things when growing up I would say this is so tacky like you know that Rekha in that song and uh, and and just bad costumes and now I find them so inspiring and and I totally. reflect that in my collection totally I I'm go like, back watching all the old movies just to check the frames yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah. the way they would talk you know the titles come in middle of the films like why can't you just start with it like this it was just so awkwardly designed it was yeah. so super creative at that time yeah uh, and yeah and it shows in, in, and to my design team the briefs are like make ill-fitting clothes you know make something tacky in the brief but then why are you talking about organic cotton so you know like they, 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 it took them a whole year to understand the the bipolarity within the collection of yes we will be sustainable yes we will be you know we will produce smart design but we won't forget to have fun yeah. uh, because at the end of the day you know a khadi shirt everybody knows how to make now right. uh, so there is really no but then it's about wearing it with ill-fitting pants or wearing it with really high-waisted pants uh, like Freddie Mercury, for example. So, yeah. so it really, uh, yeah. So the whole bipolarity and uh, and sort of uh, hodgepodge of fashion, but still with a strong. Uh, tonality so it's it's not like oh I just feel like doing it and it's coming out of whack there is still a strong storytelling throughout the collection so if you look at the lookbook there is a sequence and you know yes. there are, and then you see characters and and they all blend in it's still one family right. Uh, right. it's not it's not a styling thing which is why it kind of becomes challenging as a designer as well we're not shopping from various looks to make everybody look amazing it is one personality it lends to a lot of people but, sure. but we are very very focused with with who we are Lovely. So I also hear that Bahane is like a culture-led brand, you know. So um, could you tell us, like, how does fashion influence culture and culture influences fashion? Like, we've always seen it historically. So could you elaborate on that? So, you know, when, uh, when I started, uh, we were, in fact, not even going to launch clothes. We were talking about launching podcast as my first collection. Uh, and then everything just went on around this community and the culture we're talking about. And then this is a weekly question to ourselves and our team, where what does culture mean today? What, is, what does this mean tomorrow? Uh, and, and looking at what young people want to see. 
it's it's knowledge it's like knowing this is then then we selecting whether we want to follow this or we want to you know we want to have an appreciation as a brand for this okay. uh, so but there is our ears are open we want to know what where is this culture shifting can we shift it as as a brand uh, right. can we inspire influence a collective spirit uh, whether it is the indianness or whether it is quirky fashion so i got a lot of slack slack when we launched uh, because i was like why did you get these you know faces because i intentionally casted like awkward body types and we didn't want to go into this whole everybody featuring you know good looking real people yeah like yeah. you've never seen an ugly real person in a fashion campaign it's just like so you're spotting you know you're you're expanding your body range but clearly by getting somebody good looking they know how to work fashion sure. you're you're really not you're just projecting a size ratio in your in yeah, your company so for me that i never felt the need i want to know the story of of a real person we will start featuring so for for them it'll be really about what is your story in life i don't care what you wear whether you want to wear bahane whether we style in bahane that's never been the point um so that went back to our community our culture uh, and you know and talking to people within team because you know various uh, demographics uh, education background uh, financial backgrounds and then how how do their opinions matter sure uh, so it is it is culture led it is uh, we want to be as i said we want to lead the culture not necessarily just talk of culture for the heck of it sure. so we you know uh, when we do our events going back to bhane uh, we don't do events for fashion this is kind of a rare thing because it's more special but uh, most of our big events are just music programming yeah. and when we do our parties we don't talk about clothes at all music program is independent of all what we do it is a parallel collection of right. culture right uh, we commission uh, sort of you know uh, fine artist and and visual artist uh, to do independent project which have got nothing to do with fashion so we announce our culture page in fact on monday uh, which is like a magazine e magazine but it's a collection of stories photos to essays uh documentaries observations uh so as part of our launch thing uh, we identify who this bhane man will be and we've coined the whole term and and we're referring to a soft boy which is uh, which is i mean vice magazine uh, coined it and uh, and it's really about this new gent in india which is you know uh which is aware of what is going on is is like you know again it's a character from a movie where you know you you know those boys exist in real life right. they're very fashionable but then yeah. they've never became the face that personality never became uh, was never leading anything sure so we you know whether it's a bad boy looking good but loves to play with kittens or uh you know is very chivalrous or is you know the, the whole sort of startup culture about like oh I'm waiting for investment you know that that's a look it's like everybody's waiting for investment so so we we you know th- so these are all observational things I mean, like everybody's gone vegan at the same time yeah. nobody's <laughs> eating gluten anymore yeah. and and the lots ketos. of things yeah all the keto followers and yeah. and inventors yeah. of diets like yeah. all these half of the boys they just talk out of nowhere it's like who told you this it's not it doesn't make sense and that they, and that's their lifestyle and they're following that Correct. so yeah. th- so there is beauty to this right because it's yeah. a periodic thing like two years from now it's not going to be that we'll go back into this you know when everybody all boys started growing beard and tying up man bun three years ago correct right yeah. so that whole lumberjack it's like you you, you don't know what an axe is and you're dressing up like you go to the forest to chop wood so that that was a look and and feel yeah. and trend and now yeah. that's what so we are observing all these things and then reflecting them in the way we design in the way we want to promote design um, and promote you know lifestyle uh, to that extent 
So lots of observations, uh, very little reflection. Very nuanced. Yeah, yeah. Very nuanced. Yeah. Nice. So which makes me ask you, um, did you always want to become a designer? Oh God, no. Uh, <laughs> I was, I actually trained in product design. Uh, right. So I, I had a knowledge of fashion and how garments are made. Right. But I was never trained to be a designer. So most of my clothes are more sort of, you know, things with a different perspective, existing things with different perspective. So it's not necessarily like I can't do couture, I can't do embroideries, I can't do wedding wear, I can't do. So there are lots of things that I just don't know how to think about it. And then I can look at a denim and like come up with like 10 versions of, of a denim. And the thing is I have, I feel like there is a certain sensibility because obviously I, being a boy, and this is the challenge for all male designers, we fantasize dressing women rather than knowing whether they're comfortable in it or right. not. Right, functionality so for me because eventually I'm I'm more like a garment I look at it from a from a technique perspective so getting those things right is equally important so everything in our in our brand have pockets like there is no excuse it's the best thing that has happened yeah. last week and, and the thing is you know when I started putting out. pockets and my team was like oh wow clever I was like you guys don't have pockets in your clothes <laughs> I mean that's when I realized how how uh, far away yeah. that thing was designed and it's not what you're you're expecting to wear this today in like go to office how can you you know without sure. a pocket sure. so so simple things like this to be honest and uh, so yeah. how did your um, like in your initial formative years you also worked with Chloe and Burberry for a brief period yeah, yeah. how has that shaped your uh, career going forward I think for me Chloe opened my eyes towards a certain uh, aesthetic and I still think like that uh, it, it is like ultimate you know uh, reference of femininity and and still very again that is a character from a movie like you know it is this you know slim French girl smoking cigarettes so so and then and then it's very twenties yeah it's 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 beautiful and and you know the romance of clothes and it's nothing is bulky and oversized everything's like precise and and whatever is very big is intentional it's like yeah. oh I just wore my duvet out on the street it's yeah. so so there is that reference so Chloe opened my eyes in terms of uh, feminine silhouettes and how uh, like how to develop feminine uh, sensibilities and perspective uh, and then uh, came straight into Burberry which was a great management uh, space okay. uh, it is the most beautifully run company with like a massive team and uh, and they are so smooth with the whole thing so uh, both brands were completely different uh, aesthetically both uh, are something I follow I love uh, and I still love even more despite if it's been like 10 years or whatever uh, and uh, it, it's you know it's formative years right like exactly. it, it kind of leaves, uh, leaves a, a taste yeah, 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 yeah. Person's career. yeah exactly so tell me how did Bhane happen Bhane association was it like instant or what, what no happened? so a combination uh, I obviously I mean me and Sonam have been friends for a long time and I think they've been thinking about this for a long time which I had no idea because I was busy with shift and with other sort of you know Correct. creative practices uh, so I had I was I did not expect it coming and it was very random because it was I mean she uh, she was traveling after she got married and then randomly she was like can you come for lunch tomorrow I was like sure and I really thought it was like you know a bunch of friends just like it'll be like a drunk sure, lunch so non-challenged yeah I was like uh, yeah we'll go because it's like there are 10 of us who will just hang and randomly like have yeah. long lunch so I was like yeah. another day to bunk at work yeah. and I was like I go there and all of a sudden it's just Anand and Sona and she did say I, I want you know I want you to meet Anand um, and I was like okay great now I've never met him yeah. 
yeah. uh, perfect time so we'll, we'll have lunch and I go and all of a sudden it's like a very uh, meeting kind of setup and the two of them are there and then you know uh, and then there was somebody else before and they were waiting for this person to leave so they can start talking to me and I was like what is going on like there is no lunch uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, and I mean she's, she's <laughs> yeah she's super sweet and then you know she was so quick to just and that's that's her that's her personality you know she just she just throw you in the deep end I'm like you should have given me some like I can't respond now with the with your husband whom I've just met and you are asking me this question like can I you know can I take some time but the thing is to be honest like I just did not and her question was like what do you think of Delhi and I was like I hate it and then she was like I'm gonna leave the room now you can talk work but uh, and that was just like a natural response but then when, when it came down to it I was like no but this is like a super exciting opportunity right uh, and it was like okay no we'll talk and then our, con our conversations like really spiraled very quickly so it was not uh, it was not one of those things which just went on for a long time uh, I think we we agreed on lots of things in a week or two and then just like paperwork was like one week or whatever so I the thing is it was such a I, I was when they asked I was so convinced I was like oh my god who else is gonna do this if not me yeah. and and I was like no and what else will I do if not, not honey this. like I may not yeah. want to do other brands it's like I just sometimes you know it's a beautiful brand but it's probably not for you and the thing right. is for me it was it was great because I could take it and run with it right sure. uh, with other brands will have like you know whatever they'll have their set structure okay. and and whatnot so it it did work out uh, equally, it was like a great sort of uh, setup. Uh, Fantastic. Yeah. yeah Fantastic. Yeah, so, what's your personal style like? Well, I dress. I'm the worst dresser ever. Like, I look so bad. My you my technique. Too. No, my technique is like. No, in my head, I think I look something else. So, like, you know, I feel like I'm this dainty little boy who can wear like big clothes. But I still do. I'm like, it's fine as long as I don't see myself in the mirror. <laughs> I see. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I don't dress well. No, you do, but I think you have this very uh, specific style. Like you really love vintage, is what I've kind of. Yeah, I like I like wearing random sizes, so I never look at a size label. I just like judge it by a hanger, and then uh, and then try it on, and then it kind of works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So where does your inspiration typically comes from? Like uh, a lot of movies, uh, inspiration culture. is yeah. So you know we spoke a little bit earlier. It's yeah. a lot of costume uh, sort of references from films, from from period uh, period films, and and just looking back into lots of uh, secondary res uh, resources, uh, whether we're looking at 70s or you know 20s. Like we obviously expand and contract the the underlining uh, thing is that it it has like a used clothes vibe okay. so when you see something it, it you wouldn't have seen it for last 10 15 years but yeah. then it's not brand new right so it's not a new development it's like oh yeah somebody must have worn something like this I haven't seen it recently but but it's it's a familiar looking so there's a lot of styling exercise through sure. through design and I uh, I'm always looking at thrift stores um you know when I'm traveling or uh, museums to see other fine artists work it helps perspective may not directly influence fashion but then the fact that they thought this about that kind of is like oh I can also think this about that sure. so it's really opening up perspective more than anything else so I personally find none of these Anderson wipes so 
when I kind of see your clothes, yeah, the collection yeah. that you kind of bring, and there's this one particular band which also is around that, like um, Parikhan Singh. Yeah. So, so Parikhan Singh obviously were inspired by Wes Anderson, and Wes appreciated it, and, right. and they and do. So yeah. So, it's, so the thing is, they're making a mini documentary, a little mini period film, and sure. what I do is costumes Correct. exactly so in that. There's some, um, you know, you always get inspired through those kind of. Yeah, things. yeah. So if you look at say Darjeeling Limited, or you yeah. look at any other movies by Wes Anderson, there'll always be something very mundane, like, you know, it'll be all of a sudden a brocade turban instead of a basic color turban. And I'm like, yeah, it's still a turban, like uh, a, a Sikh boy could have actually done it, but you know, they wouldn't have. So, you know, he, he'll build these characters, like the way sari slings on a on a woman's body, like nobody wears sari like that, but that's that's how white people think of India. Yeah. So, and he gets that on, on, on screen, yeah. you know, like he'll, he'll treat those elements very literally. It's like you saying something to a white person and then and then visualizing something completely different like reading a book and watching a movie yeah it's very so different. when you start when you start building that uh, that movie in your head the characters are very different to eventually seeing a, when the movie is made sure sure you've seen Wonkar Wai by any chance no I haven't Wai movies you should check them out oh yeah okay. but the cinematic pleasure of it great the I'll color combinations is just like crazy and that amazing so moving on towards the last question um, how do you think India is faring in terms of um, alternative subculture into in clothes you know there's so much of wedding wear and there's so much of ethnic wear that's going on but I think there are very very limited labels who are even addressing this need what the Bhane is doing right yeah, now yeah what's your take on that so you know uh, we are quintessential Indian you know uh, people and, and Indianness will stay and it's a great uh, soft power yeah. uh, the way Indian girl can wear a sari other girls can't pull it off it's exactly like a kimono uh, you know Japanese people will wear it better than anybody else so it is one of our core strengths and uh, cannot let that go uh, as far as the wedding wear and the whole opulent dressing is concerned it's great because people who spend they kind of find other ways to reuse it I'm not talking about like the super elite ones but a lot of people figure a way to reuse Indian clothes and they want to indulge through those clothes. We are not a Western wear country. So right. you can't, it'll take us uh, half a generation to move forward to be able to, you know, push that in. We still have stupid laws about not wearing sleeveless and this and that in colleges. Like, uh, so, yeah, you're, you're, so you're starting there, you're starting from, they're okay for you to spend like five lakhs on a lenga, but you can't wear sleeveless. So the whole understanding is a generational thing. It's, sure. not, it's not training. It's just, this is how they grew up. This is how they think. Uh, in terms of subcultures, that emergence is very strong and it's amazing because the exposure is great. There are lots of, uh, you know, there's reverse brain drains. So a lot of people are studying abroad, coming back and setting up businesses here. So the culture is changing from that perspective. Uh, there is an understanding of, of a certain need, which is why the whole sort of vegan thing picked up very quickly because right. we used to practice. It was not very far away to look back at how sure. you practice uh, a vegan lifestyle. Um, so it picks up. We obviously don't have a very strong community, so it, it's, it doesn't have a solid voice. But there are, there are very, very organic and true subcultures, whether it is, uh, you know, streetwear. Yeah. Sneakerheads like our, our business uh, in VNV, uh, Veg Nonwich, which is a yes. multi brand sneaker store that really supports these subcultures and it talks about uh, and it talks about all of that singularly with, with like a strong passion. 
they are not vague. They they love their oversized T-shirts. They all have an accent for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, they all have like you know, and they're all world uh, worldly. So it's not well actually not all of them, but most of them are worldly. And and you know they are well traveled and they understand. And they are well traveled to understand to support an Indian business. That's Correct. that's the best part. Correct. You know, after all of this exposure, we're not trying to save 15-20 percent. It's not really going duty free buying. They want to buy an Indian brand to support you know uh, Indian businesses yeah. exactly yeah. yeah and that comes from a solid understanding uh, not out of you know wanting to throw money away sure interestingly um, even Ahmedabad has sneakerheads group by the way oh wow so there's sneakerheads of Ahmedabad also going on great great yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> see people find a way to bond right yeah. it's, it's an alternative voice absolutely so such a pleasure having you on the show with thank us you. Mission. we wish you super good luck thank you thank um, you no but I'm not going to end there okay. because I want to know about the next collection I oh wow so Ne yes, yes, let's talk. Yeah. Uh, so, next collection is really much, uh, really pretty much going back into our, our rationale for the brand. Uh, so, one was, you know, we, we want to keep looking at what it means to be an Indian in 2020, you know, emergence of we're starting a whole new decade. What have we learned from the past? Yeah. What do we want to do? Where do we want to soften up? Because sometimes you just hold on to these brand ethics uh, so close to your heart, which are not relevant. So, you know, upgrading that, letting go of things which are not happening um, and more than that like you know having uh, an Indian voice because uh, when we go abroad like you know they all want to know what what is your story sneakers yeah. are not a not a story yeah. oversized yeah. t-shirt is not a story yeah. so uh, where that that's our biggest uh, thing how do we keep digging into India sure uh, we want to be a combination of a souvenir shop for for visitors so and you know create memorabilia like Indian pro Indian science products so yes. not necessarily like you know elephant on a t-shirt maybe it might come soon but but not as literal as that but that's ex that's literally the intention also so how do you you know if you that's the design challenge how do you redesign something that works is mediocre but if you elevate it it opens up more avenues and it's more soothing for a lot more people sure it's it's literally like you know what gamcha did to world like you know that gamcha yeah. pattern and these. your shiva and like what whatever all these people sell in goa these have become uh, visual become aids for india cult? yeah exactly yeah. it's become yeah. and it was started by hippies it was started by oh, sadhus you know they were inspired and uh, and there was no relevance to it and but then overall like it's it's what most people think of india as right we want to create something like that so you know when you have like visitors you take them to this one particular park you will take them to uh, you know that gufa and then you take them here and you you go to you know eat gujarati thali at uh, at greenhouse whatever uh, sarabhai museum so you've got your list going on we want to be part of that list as as just a, a feast for eyes so you come to bhane store or an event it's really about this is modern india we are on the brim and we are dragging this whole thing uh, going back to collection, it is also a very big year in terms of you know your annual calendar. So uh, Indian athletes will re represent India for the Olympics. Yes. Uh, so Tokyo became an immediate city to look at, and Japan became an Im immediate reference point because we have so many ties in common. Whether it is your indigos and the finesse of them in their craftsmanship and us as well. Right. So looking at those similarities, you know, how do you, how do they look at color? How do we look at color? 
uh, technique and and again very obvious memorabilia of you know what is J Japan's souvenir object uh, you know and then think of chopstick and soup bowls and things like that and then so so you know just researching those things and then uh, again we're not making clothes so that athletes can wear them we're just looking at this particular area as a non-ethnic reference right because Japan can be ethnic. Yes. Uh, we're looking, we're stepping back and just observing that. So our biggest uh, inspiration for both seasons is going to be 2020 um, Olympics and uh, performance sports. So we're looking at uh, competitive sports from Olympics. We're looking at swimming, looking at like various categories and then how do they reflect. But then it reflects to a character, not to an actual practitioner. Right. So, you know, it, it's like if you look at swimming and we're looking at, uh, at uh, athletes within that particular sport, we don't want to redo anything they wear or whatever. That's just an inspiration. And right. we will do it for a character who's probably 50. Or you know, for a, or a woman or whatever. Like it, it really uh, varies. Fantastic. We look forward to the collection yeah, then. Super and excited. We're really excited about what we're seeing right now over here. So super good luck for both of it, Thank for the you. show and the upcoming collection. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you. Thank you, viewers, for watching the show. If you really liked it, please like, share, comment. Your comments mean a lot to us. And the exhibition is open at Bougainvillea Gallery starting from tomorrow. It is going to be there day after tomorrow as well. So two days and nemesis around. So if you want to say hi, you just have to come here. Thank you so much. See you next week. Thank you.